Boom. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome to our podcast. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Are we gonna... We're, are we gonna... I, I can't, can't take, take this, this emotionally, emotionally today. Today. Or any or day. Or any day. Forever. forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And also with you. <laughs> I can't take that. Okay. My friends in high school used to do that. They used to do that and I hate it. They would be better it would at be it. Though. So much better yeah. at it. Yeah. My friends in high school would be able to read your mouth and, and no. No. Just kinda go through now I now do I this do and this now it's all different and then you you'll, you'll never, never be able to understand the same thing. You'll never That's the parachute. Yeah. You just gotta carry this thing around with you. There you go. Welcome to the goddamn show. Welcome. Oh, and we have so many exciting things to talk about. We don't have a ton of time, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna rush through all of them. Here's a little preview of what we got coming up on the show. Shout out to, to Patreon people who keep the show alive and fresh and kicking. Shout out to stand up comedy, of which I'm doing some. We're gonna tell you about some dates. And then uh we're gonna shout out to some friends who have gone through some personal tragedy in the shape of a tornado a funnel shape and uh also fuck tornadoes if we haven't come out and said that on the show yet mm. also personal triumph so we're gonna say what's up to another friend who's suffered a personal triumph we got some calls from the discord and then i'm gonna spend mm, too much time on two episodes of that goddamn show <laughs> and if you're just in this to hear me and zoya fight Stick around. Awesome. Because we're fighting. In the I don't know why we're why are we fighting? Because I'm very upset. Oh. And when one of us is very upset, that's when fighting happens. Also, when both of us are very upset, that's when fighting happens. But that's when the worst fighting happens. Yeah, but I'm not upset, so I'm not going to fight with you. You have to fight with me for the podcast. Not going to do it. Why? Because I don't believe in it. I don't believe in fights. This is kind of a mini... Hashtag no fights. No, you can't. Hashtag. No one's doing verbal hashtags anymore. Hashtag, hashtag. That's kind of a trite. Hashtags. (laughs) In May, I'll be uh, for two nights only in uh, uh, the United States of America, specifically in the city of New York City. Yes. The greater New York City area. March 14th, you'll be at the Siren Theater in Portland, Oregon. Uh huh. You're 100 percent right. Uh-huh. And then June something or other. 18th. 18th. Thank you so much. The Go on mikefalzone.com or the Comedy Store website to get my tickets uh, at the Comedy Store in La Jolla. Yes. Would love to sell that show out. It's going to be an awesome time. That's La Jolla is just. Uh, it's like being in a a painting that would be at your grandparents' house. I took the day off to go to that. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Zoya will be there. Spoiler. Um. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. It's one of my happy places. That comedy store is fucking awesome. Everybody down there is awesome, and I'm very excited to be there. So I am very excited to be sitting across from you. Me too. Having this conversation with you. Why are your eyes closed? Because I was showing you how much I was feeling it. I love you. I love you too, and no one one can take that away away from from me. Always and forever. See? See? I said us. Huh. No one could take that away from us, I said. Us. Well, me too. 
But you weren't there with us, yes. were you? My good friend Hannah Einbinder, and you might recognize her. Actually, let's do personal notes first. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Kevin put out a video talking about my time at SourceFed that did really, really well. So uh, I think it's mostly because of Kevin and how great he is and how comfortable I am making stuff with him. I trust him implicitly to make good stuff, and he uh, he always does. I think he gets me very much, and we made a nice little video and made the rounds. So I just want to say if you watch that, thank you very much. Uh, me and maybe I, uh, Tom Bosco, have a stand-up video coming out to more. To more. And a little crowd work from Chicago. Chicago. So go ahead the and peep that. The Bears. Yeah. And the the Cubs. And the Blackhawks. That's how they speak in Chicago. Deep dish pizza. Pizza. Right? Pretty good Chicago accent. Not really. Um, thank you so much. Uh, my friend Hannah Einbinder the other night, Friday night, after the Surrounded show, which went off without a hitch. It was lovely. Thank you for coming to that. That was a lot of fun. That. Yeah. That was, show was a lot of fun. Keeps getting better. Yeah. And it's going to keep getting better. And those lineups are going to keep hitting harder. I'm going to bring them down. I was, I was starting to get roasted. And then Mike came and saved me. I didn't really save you. You spoke up. You could have spoken well, up Well, I was sooner. going to, but I didn't want to like ruin it. And I thought it was we had a good back Somebody and forth. Somebody thought Zoya was doing face-to-face infidelities. <laughs> With me, with a, with your husband, whoever your husband. Well, they was. thought I was, uh, I was doing bad things with Chase Austin, who yeah. is uh, a friend of ours, who's yeah. another comedian. Which you know, God help us, God help us all in our friendship, if that were to ever happen. Mm-hmm. But I am prepared for it because of the other night. I was like, this is how I would feel. This, if this was happening. <laughs> so, uh, no, it was it was awesome. Surrounded it's the crowd work show that I do at the Hollywood Improv around about once a month. Thank you to the Hollywood Improv for having us. And it was a fucking awesome time. Afterwards, me and Chase Austin, the guy uh, my wife is cheating on me with, uh, went to our friend Hannah Einbinder's father's and stepmother's house, which was beautiful, by the way, Santa Monica. And uh, we went there because she is a good friend of ours, and she had her first national television performance times on the Late Late Show, or the regular One Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Mm -hmm. Stephen Colbert, of course, uh, White, who used to be on The Daily Show. Yeah. With uh, The Daily Show. John Stewart. John Stewart. (laughs) Craig Ferguson. Uh, and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. She did a fucking awesome job and she did a great job of curating her friends and bringing them to this place so she could have a, it's like a blanket. It was like a big friendship blanket watching her watch herself. It was amazing. A lot of different dynamics going on there. Her dad was so proud of her. Her mom, her stepmom, her biological mom were there and they were all proud of her. And then all of her friends were super psyched to be there and they had bagels and locks because mm-hmm. so Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> and also um, there were some Krispy Kreme donuts and I had a diet cherry Pepsi. What? So that was my night and uh, she did a fucking Sounds awesome cool. job. She killed it. You can go see that clip on the YouTube. It's up there. Mm-hmm. And she did a fucking great job. And then at the other end of the spectrum, and we talked about this a little bit on Dynamic Bond here, 
but uh, our friend who was in that chair oh my the God. other day, Rachel Rogers and Olin Rogers, the Rogers. And says. Says. Uh, were their hometown, uh, Nashville, was hit by a tornado, and it fucked up their business, fucked up the soda parlor, which we love so much. Been there throughout the years several times, doing shows and meeting all all you guys until late, late in the night. And it's such a beautiful place, and they always did such a great job making it an awesome, um, welcoming place. Got destroyed by uh, this natural disaster. It's really fucking crazy. Yeah, I I spent the the whole day with Rachel that day, mm-hmm. and you know, her and I were talking about you know ways to improve the business and the stress and the all of this stuff. And Zoe said, "At a stripper pole, and I know it'll seem out of place <laughs> at an ice cream shop, but I think you know I." it's fucked up and I keep replaying the conversation that her and I had had at our lunch that we were having. And then she ended up coming to the house so that we could podcast. And every time she's here, I try to catch up with her and hang out with her. Cause she's my homie, you yeah. know, like I love her Very so, so much. I mean, they're, they're just an amazing couple power couple that just gets it done. And, you know, we were at your show and her phone kept ringing and she didn't feel it. And I couldn't tell if a, we were having a, like a, an earthquake. So Uh I kept like touching the table. Like, are we having an earthquake? Like, I'm not quite sure what's happening. And then I touched her phone and I was like, Hey, your phone keeps ringing. And she's like, it's my mother-in-law. And that's when she found out and she couldn't pull up the, um, the cameras to the soda parlor. She was able to pull up mm-hmm. the cameras at her house, the cameras at uh, the screen printing company, which is also in Nashville. And she was like, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. And I was like, all right, let's get you in a, let's get you in a cab. Let's, you know, let's, let's hope for the best, right. you know, like let's not put, you know, crazy stuff. And shortly after she got home, she sent us videos of the news and the soda parlor was on the news and the whole roof, all the windows, everything was just blown out. Yeah. And I feel so bad for them. And this has been such a hard time and they're unbelievably resilient and just an amazing, they're amazing. Uh I can't say enough good things. They work really, really hard. And it seems like, I don't know. You just don't like when um, bad, unfortunate things happen to very good, hardworking people. Yeah. Also, Sebastian O wants to, uh, for this month, he wants me to promote the Soda Parlor uh, GoFundMe. So I will put that link. Oh, awesome! In the um, in the description. Yeah. <clears throat> today, and it, even if it's three dollars, if anyone can just help them out, please do so. Don't you dare think about giving less than $3. Though. The, you know, like I feel bad for my friend and I'm like, I've been kind of like emotional and it kind of fucked me up all week just because I know that she's going through such a hard time mm-hmm. <clears throat> and not just her, anyone and everyone that has worked there, that has ever had a part of it, um, has had 
any kind, I mean, even for us, like the memories that we have there, it's like my heart is broken for them. And I just hope that, you know, this doesn't knock them down too far, which I know it won't because Mm -hmm. they are just, like I said before, they're a fucking power couple and they're amazing. You know, they, they just keep moving forward regardless Mm -hmm. of what happens. Yeah. It's, um, they have a very admirable, very inspiring uh, work ethic, mm-hmm. both of them. Yeah. And they just work insanely hard. And there's nothing that I could see from an outside perspective, just being a friend. Um, maybe they get slowed down every once in a while, but they don't, you know, there's nothing in them that, that wants to, that yeah. seems like it wants to stop. No, they're like, they're just, they're fucking awesome. Yeah, and if inspiring. you guys can so go help go. them out if you can. All they want to do is make cool shit for you. That's another thing. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. Their drive is unbelievable. It, it, it makes me want to do more. <laughs> also, I'm going to tell you about this goddamn treat I had last time I was there in the soda parlor. It's called the Cookie Monster. And there is, it's like a sundae that's served in a boschette and the, on a waffle that is made out of a cookie dough. Yeah. It's like a cookie dough waffle, hot. Brent, so no, 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 brownie. Good. Yeah. It's, it's a brownie waffle. So fucking good. And then there's ice cream on top of it, and it all melts into a stew. Imagine <laughs> um, the, like a stew in reverse. Every time I go Bizarro there. stew. Every time I go and I get like an actual sundae, I always ask for a half of one because they're so huge. Yeah, they are huge. It's and like dinner. If you decided to have dinner, Ice cream dinner. And our longtime friend, Luke Bodine, a uh, longtime listener, a longtime friend of the show, he always makes it just perfect for me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He makes it the same for everyone I've seen him. Well. He's like an assembly line well, guy. It's not special for you. Sorry. Okay. But it was special for me. We got some calls from the Discord. Calls, 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 calls from, from the, the Discord. Discord. Calls, calls, calls. Calls, calls, calls. calls, 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 calls. Jesse Stillwell asks, the two of you started a band, what would you call it? Oh. Bun and I. <laughs> How about... Um, uh, um, that's a good... That's a good name. Um, I gave no thought. I wrote this down. I gave no thought to it. How about that guy has a big butt, huh? No. Because it's cool to have a, a band name that's a sentence, like Panic at the Di- at the Disco! Exclamation he, point. He's got no donk. How about two donks? <laughs> Big donk and little. How about knock, <laughs> knock? Knock, knock, question mark, donks. No. Okay. Fine. Jason says, what hidden talents do you have besides cartwheels and getting crossed up? Disrespectful Jason. <laughs> That's a disrespectful thing to do. Jason, Jason. Jason. I like you, Jason. Jason, I'm not a fan, but you've got Zoya on your side, seems to be. Uh, I can whistle really loud. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Mike hates it. Um, I hate it because I'm always so close when it happens. And I always, I never was the sound. I don't like big sounds. Ever since, you could ask my parents. No. Uh, when I was little. I w- we would go to these parades, m- uh, Memorial Day, um, Labor Day parades. 
Thanksgiving Day. So Labor Day, Thanksgiving Day Parade. All, and then all Veterans Day Parade. Yep. And any small town parade has old people firing guns into the air. Okay. Are you with me? Yes. Can you confirm? Yes. And I would never expect it, and it would always be terrible. And then the high school band would come and play the same four songs that the high school band plays, and I'd be like, this is also terrible. It's too loud. Everything's too loud. One time I went to the ice capades, or I saw California raisins on ice. Problematic. Probably racist. Raisincist. And uh, and that was loud. <laughs> and all these things were loud, and I hated them. So... um. Then you start going to sporting events and there's always the asshole who could whistle. And then they decide to do that because they're like, the team could hear this and yeah. they'll, they'll win if I make a loud noise. Yeah. And I hate it. Other people seem to like it. I think it. it's a lot of the time. So I used to use it to like, we would like round each Wrangle other up. sheep in Albania. Yeah. Like, no, we would round, like my brother and I would use it to like, as a call, like get your ass home. Sui. Yeah. And you could hear it for blocks. Sui. <laughs> right and uh it's always just to make noise you know but question are you explaining to, are you woman explaining what whistling is to me yes so i know it's, what whistling is okay uh you played music for all the years loud loud music i wore earbuds though okay that I was going to be uh, my next question yeah for the most part but we also practiced in my basement at my parents' house, which is V small, mm -hmm. loud. Mm -hmm. Because when you're in a band at a certain level of your life with certain age group of other boys, rambunctious 20-something-year-old boys, oh boy. no one th thinks about volume. And the drummer to a rock band of guys in their twenties isn't interested in hitting drums lightly. So when the drummer hits drums, not lightly, rest of the people got to be like, well, I have to hear myself. Right. And then I'm the singer. So I have to hear myself. Although that never happened. I never heard myself <laughs> until afterwards when we'd get the recording back from like a live place and it would be God awful. So everyone turns it up. Turn, I don't know why turn. I could. Maybe I could tolerate that because I was involved in the noise making. But yeah. like uh, cars, like if somebody has a fucking Mustang, and they're like, is that what it sounds like? To me. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. And I, uh, when I'm outside, I hate it. If a uh, car backfires, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, I try to have tolerance for sirens because that means somebody else is in trouble. I try to remove myself from the situation. Yeah. But I'm not the loud noise guy. And whenever no. you whistle, I'm right next to the source always. Yeah. What are some of your hidden talents, Mike Falzone? My talents aren't hidden. I was thinking about that. I, I was thinking that literally... If I could do something well, I've done it on the internet at some point. That's true. 
right? I'm trying to think of. I mean, I've done you've YouTube got stuff sweet now moves. for sweet, sweet, sweet dance. I moves. suppose maybe my dancing is hidden. Uh huh. You guys, it's my fucking favorite. I suppose maybe my dance, my dance. I was blow drying my hair this morning, and of course Mike was mooning me, but he was like back, back, backing it up. Yeah, but I was doing it good. Yeah. And of course, I didn't say anything. I didn't laugh at anything. I was just watching him through the mirror. I only do it until I hear you laugh and then I'm out. <laughs> so if you don't laugh, I'll just keep. I know. That's doing why it. I keep. That's why I don't most of the time because I enjoy it so much. But I was moving my butt real nice. <laughs> and then a lot of people don't don't move the the shoulders when you get the shoulders <laughs> in conjunction with the hips. Move your body like a snake, ma. Uh huh. And that's what I was darn. <laughs> that's what I was Laura Dern. Dern. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's it. So maybe my, the art of my dance. Your dance, dance, dance. We had a semi-serious question from Robier. From Robier. Uh, Robert said he had a question about college, and uh, how he wants to find an office job really any office job to be more financially stable, mm-hmm. but he's not finishing college. And he goes, how could I get a job without bringing this part up? Hmm. And, uh, do you have any thoughts? Like he, he uh, interviewing for jobs that he might be qual- qualified for, but, um, he doesn't have a diploma. Hmm. So how do you not talk about that? In a job scenario. I don't know. Because you, you haven't had that path. I've never had, yeah, I've never had like an office job. I did work for like a temp for like extra cash here and there. Or like, yeah. Uh, I worked for Carter's degree, right? baby clothes, clothing people. Carter, uh, everybody knows Carter's. It was like, get your baby into a Carter. That's uh, their slogan. Um, uh-huh. Carters, carton kids around. Carton. <clears throat> um, oh, those were great. No. Uh, okay. So I don't know. Like, I just, they were like, hey, we need you to go temp here. And I would answer phones and, like, send them through. Yeah. You know? Uh, so I don't know how you would get around that. Because mm-hmm. it's not like you can't be a hairdresser and go in for an interview and not have your hairdressing license, at least right. not in the United States. That's kind of different. But because you don't necessarily need a diploma to a diploma is just a uh, a uni- accredited university signs off on a piece of paper that essentially says that you could do you could be trusted you have the capability of dern certain things dern right dern them and really all you need to do is be able to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that you could do certain things. So you're not a risk or a liability. So if you could dare that without having a diploma, then more power Terry. Terry. Uh, but that's all that is. I'd get some, I'd figure out what you could do real well. And I would gather undeniable proof that you could do that. Cause I don't know, just logically that's what that is. Mm-hmm. That's all a diploma is. Yeah. Is a is a 
a university saying if this guy could probably do math if you need him to show up and do math. Yeah. But isn't it something like, uh, if you have a degree in whatever you're applying for, if you don't, if you never end up getting the degree, it holds you back to receive promotions. Yeah. I have never heard that. Mm. I didn't spend a ton of time in in the workforce, but, uh, no, I never heard that. I heard that less and less people are, it all depends on the job. Also, there's a thousand jobs in an office that you don't necessarily need a diploma for. Yeah. Yeah. Locksmith. That's a trade, I suppose. Yeah. Great. You done, Zoe? I'm done. Jesus Christ. I'm done with that. Zoe. Mike. Where's the bing you just bong? Need Where's to the have, goddamn back and you forth? You need to Zoe? have this all like ready to go. I have dude. everything. Dude, Zoe, I have everything. This is on you, okay? This is never on me. What is this? I'm just kidding. That's thing. shitty. Um, oh, what do you think about this? I won't. We have so much stuff on the on that show. We have mm-hmm. to get to our fight. Okay. We can't oh, um, get upset with each other about. before the fight. Okay. Okay. So this is nothing, but I won't go into a store if I feel like the owner is gonna talk to me for too long. <laughs> Are you like that at all? Yeah, I don't like to talk to people. It's Sometimes like, I want to go to the store. Yeah. And I'm like, but I'm gonna be. In there for too long, and then if I don't want to buy anything, sometimes you just want to go look at stuff. Yeah. To do to kill some time. Yeah. And then if you don't buy something, but you're already engaged with the owner, you're like, okay, well, I'm gonna leave now. And they're like, what? Thanks. You for don't have to leave without buying something if you don't yeah. want. <laughs> yeah. I um I hate when I'm in the store and people are like, do you need help with anything? And I'm like, no, I'm okay, thank you. And then five minutes later, how you doing over here? How you yeah. doing? I'd be better if you stopped talking to me. Dude, I, I won't go into Lucky Jeans in Studio, Studio City. City. Yeah. Because there's a woman that is just like, hello. How are you today? Let's, this is us. Tell me everything about your life. Tell me everything. Also, let me tell you what kind of shirts not to buy. Don't buy the shirts that you're looking for because they're not going to fit you nice. <laughs> Fuck, man unsolicited opinions opinions and unsolicited conversation zoe don't do it i read an article on reddit heard of it yep um and they were doing worst first dates i don't know if we've ever talked about this okay um can i give you the top example on reddit yes this dude took a lady out Mm mm-hmm and for seafood and she ordered food to go for her son and her cousin no her dish of choice was shrimp and lobster okay so when the bill came this guy paid for his and he just left her to pay (laughs) for the rest of it (laughs) well that's smart why would you order on a date like that's so fucked up back up the truck real quick so i on the first date on the first date that's crazy. You say, can on I get any some? day unless, unless this person is like also emotionally invested in your cousin and your child. Yeah. This person barely knows you. Why is, why are they feeding your family? No. Am I right? It's like, that's if I took my, if I brought my whole family out to our first date. 
Right. Yeah. How do you think our relationship would be different now if you did that? I think you would have found it very weird and would have been like, uh, when did I meet your family? How far afterwards did I meet your family? Um, I, a while. It wasn't, it wasn't, you met my sister. You ever see that Ben Stiller movie, meet your family? You met Vyolta fairly quickly. Uh huh. But the rest of them, you, you didn't meet for a little while. I well, there's so many. Yeah. yeah. Space them out. Yeah. Um, do you have our worst first date story or do you want me to go? I, you go. Okay. There was this girl who was a little bit younger than me that I knew in high school, but she had always, she was always going out with someone in high school or I was always going out with someone, but I wanted to date her because she was on the soccer team and she had big boobs and, um, dumps like a truck, dumps like a truck. That's not what boobs is. And I, I just, I felt the need to say it. So Stratford what? wasn't a boobs. Uh, Stratford wasn't a butt town. No. Yeah. All the girls had boobs from, from Stratford. Yeah. I remembered there was one girl who had a butt, two <laughs> girls who had a butt. And, uh, that was it. <laughs> it like when JLo came out, we we're like, Oh, Jeff, JLo is like Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there was no one else to compare it to. We yeah. didn't even notice that girls had butts. Yeah. We we're like, yeah, everybody poops from their back or their legs, <laughs> <laughs> but everybody had boobs. So guess what? One most girl. guys from Stratford don't have butts either. Well, most, but I'd like to say that I'm the exception to no. the rule. Little baby. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was dancing. I was dancing. Um, so all throughout high school and all throughout college, I think we never, we never went out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was home after college and I saw her and we were both single and I asked her out finally. And I was like, Oh, finally I'm going to date. Uh, this girl. I'm going to see if I could date this girl because we've never even whatever. It was never an option. We've never crossed paths until now. Well, we did cross paths a thousand times, but not you in know, a romantic yes. sense. Yes. So I was like, I wonder what she's even like in a scenario like that. And uh, we went out and we went to a Starbucks and all she did the whole time was talk about how she fucked cops. Oh no. And hockey players. No. On our first date. And we're getting coffee. And you're neither one of those. I'm neither one of those. (laughs) I'm so far away from both of those. So as soon as she started saying that, you were like, well, I'm not getting effed. Well, not even like that. I was just like, (laughs) I was more into, this is the day I came up with my, I'll never date someone 23 or younger Uh rule. Yeah. And she was like, uh, she was 23. She had just turned 23, I think. And she was talking about how I just... Regardless of the, I'll have sex with you if you've had sex with cops or professional yeah, athletes. Yeah, I'm totally fine. I was on my way to being a professional athlete, little baby girl, junior Olympic pitcher, baseball pitcher. You didn't know me in those days, no, but I, I was some see like a rock. Oh Jesus! Like the rock. Okay. And I just remember thinking it was weird as shit that we were on our first date after all this time. And all she was doing was talking about how desired she is by other people. Yeah. And I was like, how um, ugly does that make you right now? No, 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 no. I didn't (laughs) think about 
maybe we're on completely different wavelengths. I we're usually on the same page. Yeah. I was like, how insecure are you around me to keep talking about yeah. how desirable you are on a first date? Yeah. I was dude, my confidence level, I was at all time high. Yeah. Okay. I was in my, I don't even need anyone right now. Cause I'm going to be a goddamn rock star phase in my life. Thank you for joining uh-huh. the conversation. Um, I was talking to my iPad. Um, so I was like, oh, this sucks that she's like this. And then we never went out ever again. Yeah. I mean, I went out once that uh, this was the do not date your clients rule. This is when this happened. That's weird. I honestly thought that sentence was going to end with cousins. Nope. Uh, so I, there was this kid whose hair I used to cut all the time. His family was actually, they had a really big business in Stratford, Connecticut, hmm. and they were all Shelton kids. And uh, it was while I was still working at my very first hair job, and um, he would come in and I would cut his hair and he'd be like, well, what are you doing this weekend? Why don't you let me take you out? Let me take you out. Let me take you out. And like, he wouldn't stop. And I had already said that like I, d- dating clients was always kind of like off limits for me. Yeah. But finally I said, you know what? I was like, all right, let's, let's go out on a date. So he picked me up at my house and we decided that we were going to go grab ice cream. So we go get ice cream and then we ended up going to Fairfield beach and he started getting like super handsy. And I was Uh like, oh yeah, no, I was like, that's not happening. You know? Uh huh. Um, it's like, I'm lactose intolerant. Yeah. We're, we're racing against the clock. And then. Of course, being at the beach and then the sand fleas at night always like started to like, you know, they, they bite you. Oh, they bite you. Like, yeah. So I'm like, no, 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 I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. And he ended up like, he's like, fine, fine. Let's go. Fine, fine. Oh, and no. I was like, okay, yeah, let's, let's go. You can take me home. So it was like kind of awkward and quiet. And this was also the, I'll meet you out. You, no one's coming to pick me up. Oh, yeah, because you don't have a way out. Yeah. When you say, I'll meet you out, you always got your car. Right. You always got a way out. You always Smart. got a way out and a way home. Way home. So, you don't have to rely on the aggressive, so it was frustrated like, guy to bring you to your house. Yeah, so it was like still super awkward. We were still like five minutes away, which is like two miles from my house, right? Uh-huh. And he's like, you know what? Get out. and i go i'm sorry what and he's like get out of my car and i was like oh fuck you very much now mind you it was late Uh because we didn't meet until like nine o'clock so at that point it's like 11 Uh o'clock and then i have to like walk home yeah don't have a phone because that wasn't a thing yet yeah you know or I had just had a phone and I, and I, but you didn't have anyone's number stored, dude. It was like such a weird thing. And then I finally somehow, so I ended up going to a friend's house, which was like a quarter mile away, half mile away. Mm-hmm. And I like knocked on his bedroom window and I was so upset. I was more mad than I was like sad about it. And I was like crying cause I was so pissed off. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what the fuck happened? And I was like this fucking asshole. And he was like, I'm a fucking kick his ass, yeah, you know, that's like, the respo- that's yeah, the friendship response. He's like, if I ever see him, I'm kick his ass. Yeah. Um, 
And then I called my sister and my sister came and picked me up and drove me home. Yeah. Little update on that guy. He fell off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. Very, very crazy. That's what happens to you if you're like that. Bad first dates. Yikes. That and the guy Yours that I told the, the story about uh, going to the uh, the baseball game. That was a first date. That was a first oh, date. Oh, yeah, I suppose yeah, so. Yeah. Well, sorry, dog. Two bad first dates. Sorry, dog. That's okay. I'm sure there were more, but... Did we already tell both these stories? No. How did we get into the first date thing last time? I don't remember. <laughs> Somebody ask us this question once a maybe. once an episode. We just keep answering. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay, you ready, Zoe? Yes, I'm ready. We're 36 minutes in. You're about to get fought with. Zoe, <sighs> hang on, hang on. Let me let me get into like fight squad mode. Okay, okay. Do what you got to do. Assemble. Was that Go. like a snore? Was that like an Go. awake snore? Go. Okay. Are you gonna hold your breath this whole time? Yes. <laughs> We, on the suggestion of many, we don't watch much TV, but we were, people implored us to watch Love is Blind. We talked about it on the podcast. Like, what a great jumping off point to something fun, special that we could talk about, you and I. Yes. Experiencing it together, having our thoughts uh, birthed simultaneously. Uh-huh. What a beautiful thing. What uh-huh. a shared experience. Yes. And then I come home twice. <laughs> That's two times. From shows. Yes. Because you know I work at night. Papa yeah. works at night. Yes. And Mama stays home and watches reality TV. But Papa, apparently. don't preach. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense here. Papa can't preach. Papa can dance, though. Dance, so dance, I come home twimes, late, two times. late at night. Yep. And this lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> easy, my dude. <laughs> You'd be easy on me. <laughs> Is so far ahead of me, several episodes ahead. When we agreed, we looked into each other's eyes and we agreed when we got married that you would not watch ahead. Love is blind. Okay. And you did that. Okay. And there's so many things to watch on Netflix. Okay. And you you went behind my back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're feeling like I went behind your back. I'm not feeling. Well, I am feeling like that, but there's a reason. <laughs> yes. It's because you And did. I'm sorry you're feeling betrayed by my... I literally could not stop myself. So last week... We did a little breakdown synopsis of episode one, season one of Love is Blind. You know who else did a breakdown synopsis of episode one, season one of Love is Blind? Every character on episode one, season one of <laughs> Love is Blind. So if you missed that and want to hear it 87 times, go watch episode season one, episode one of season one of Love is Blind. <laughs> and you'll get the gist. Next time I jump back into the fold, it's season one, episode six. Not episode two. <laughs> we'll go back and watch episode two. I don't want to go back. You have destroyed my desire to see the forward it's progress a fucking of that show. shit show. Fuck yeah. And that's what we're talking about for the rest of the episode. Okay, let's and go. And I would invite everyone, a lot of judgment, by the way, from several different people who we know mutually saying, oh, you guys are watching that. 
You guys are one of the people who watches that. We don't watch jack shit. I was told by somebody who I trust that this is a goddamn train wreck. Yes. So I'm going to watch it. Yeah. And guess what else? I've seen two and a half episodes. (laughs) So keep your judgment in your pants and do a dance. Dance, dance, dance. And get out of my fucking mouth. (laughs) So this is our review of season one, episode six of Love is Blind. They're all in houses now. Yes. So last time I saw them. (laughs) They were all in pods. They were getting acquainted with each other's voices in a zero bathroom apartment called a pod. Fallen in love blind. They were falling in love on a soundstage in a city surrounded by each other. And then I guess they paired off and they said, okay, Netflix tells me I got to fall in love and marry one of these people. So I guess... Somehow, in the five episodes that I missed, they are all married and in love now. They're not married yet. What are they, engaged? They're engaged. So stupid. And we proceed. <laughs> Such a stupid thing to do uh, because of an experiment, and we proceed. We catch a, So they're all kind of... This is them outside of the containment area. Right. Seeing each other's houses... For the first time, are they flying all over the country for this? Or did they just pick people from like South Carolina? I don't know. I think they picked people that live in Atlanta. It's all hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Residents. Okay. So uh, we meet up with all the different couples seeing each other's houses. Also being introduced to each other's families. Mm -hmm. And first couple we're going to talk about is Mark. And I have her here as old lady. Jessica. Old lady is Jessica. Jessica's 34 years old and just talks about how old as shit she is the whole time. Yeah. If you're 34 and Uh talking about how old you are, you're missing out on a lot of life. So anyone that hasn't seen this though, Jessica is a little bit butthurt that, uh, uh, Barrett didn't, or whatever the fuck his name is. His name is definitely Barnett. Barnett did not choose her. So she is like, but her, because that was her dude. Yeah, man. You're forming these non-visual connections with people and she just wants to be loved. So she's, she's putting on the Ritz for everyone. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy who likes her very much, and his name is Mark, and he's all in. And then there's a guy named Barnett who's just smooth as butter, Mm. hot butter. As smooth as Barnett. Fine. Fine. And uh, (laughs) she's maybe thinking, old lady is maybe thinking that she made the wrong choice now that she could see this guy and the other guy. You could see the other guy. Yeah. Which is where the show gets interesting. And they hang out. They hang out. She hangs out with the person that she really wishes she was with. She made a commitment to be engaged to somebody who she wasn't even sure of. Meanwhile, and I don't even think I have to point this out, but I will. Both of them are strangers. (laughs) But her stranger. Lest we forget. (laughs) The stranger that she chose, though, is 10 years younger than her, and she's having a very, very hard time connecting with him. He's 24. He's a little baby. And she's 34, almost dead. <laughs> and uh, so young guy and older lady uh, talk about having kids for half the episode. Talking, And 
they went through this insane thing where when she's like, well, when I'm 55, our kid will be uh, five, like, uh, 14, 10, yeah. and you'll be this. Yeah. And then they did that three other times yeah. for like three other ages. Yeah. And she's and like, and when it. I'm 60, you're yes. going to be 50. She was and, just flexing yeah. math. Yeah. So tough. Yeah. And she must, she must be a math whiz. Must be a whiz. She's definitely not. Maybe she uh, overcompensates with her love of math. So she doesn't have to talk about her emotions, but I'm not a psychiatrist. Neither am I. So we're not going to even try. No. Um, she's doing a thing where she is, they keep saying like, what will society think of our age difference? You're 24. I'm 34. I'm worried about what society will think, which is two things. One stupid as fuck because yeah. society doesn't give a shit about your relationship. No one in, you're not the talk of anyone's societal talk, except for us on this podcast and anyone else watching this show. Right here, right now. Because you're attached to an engagement experiment for the sake of Netflix. So no one gives a fuck, but what she's doing is being the most manipulative person that I've ever seen in my entire life. And she's trying to do the pretty girl thing where she turns it around on the guy she really doesn't like because she doesn't want to be the person to be like, I fucked up. I really don't like you. I like that guy. I realize I'm the shitty person in this scenario, but that's how I honestly feel. She doesn't want to do that. So she's trying to turn it around to make them breaking up eventually his decision. Right. So manipulative thing to do. And I'm going to that. Think about how invested I would be if I saw the five previous episodes. Oh, my God. Do you have anything to add to young boy Mark and old lady Jessica? No, dude. Just fucking that that whole thing needs to stop. But she keeps saying, too, like, you know, I came into this to find love, and I think that I can with Mark, but I'm just not quite there yet. Dude, to to... Actually find a functional, long-lasting relationship with somebody who you've never seen with your eyes, who you met 30 days ago based on... Not even 30 days ago. ...your voice. And to have a relationship with them and have it work. Any kind of relationship. Not just marriage or engagement. And for that to work is already insane. Yes. And now there are two people who was... She's like, well, I could possibly make marriage work with this little boy. Uh, maybe. Or I could possibly make marriage work with this older little boy. <laughs> well, when she was like flexing hard that she makes six figures. And he uh, was like, yeah, I definitely. He's like, I definitely don't make six figures. She was like, then we're going to have to put a, a prenup in place. Wow. And he was just like, okay. like Especially because it's going to be my fault when yeah, we get divorced. Because right. I'm going to cheat on you instantaneously. If I'm not already. Jessica, have, eat a dick. Just, Jessica, eat a dick if you're listening. Big time. Mm-hmm listener first time caller uh she's manipulative i have here she also wants to fuck barnett at some point they go to a party with everyone who is in the house so you can see everyone and they're drinking out of solo cups like they're all 24 yeah or young gear drinking out of solo cups is a very 21 19 20 year old yeah. thing to do yeah too old to be drinking out of cups drinking out of cups the thing that was funny about that scene was that she was complaining about Mark to Barnett yeah. and then went over and started hanging on Mark. 
Yeah, that's what you do, dude. Yeah. You realize you can't be with the person that you want to be with. So you because try to they're find with somebody love. else. So you're like, okay, well, now it's late at night and I'm drunk and I need affection and I want to get dick, dick down. down. Right? No, she doesn't even, they still haven't even made love. No, no, no. But she wants to, so she's, she goes to this <laughs> dude, Barnett, mm-hmm. who she wants to like very much. Yes. And wants to like her back. Mm-hmm. And there is something there, mm-hmm. but they're not going to be together because that's not how mm-hmm. the show works. Right. So she sees this handsome guy lost opportunity and then she doesn't want to be like, uh, well, I'm going home. She still needs affection from Dr. Second Choice or whatever Uh young boy's name Uh is, Mark. Mark. So she's like, okay, I'm going to go do my last ditch effort to convince the guy I want to be with. Yeah. And it doesn't work out. So now I got to go hang on Mark. Hang on, Mark. It's like the that's the most college thing to do. Mm-hmm. Boy or girl, you go hang out with, you profess your love to the person you want to be with, and then they say no for whatever reason, and then you're like, but you're the sure thing, so I'll go over and I'll pretend like we're awesome until tomorrow morning when we definitely get into a fight. Over Only breakfast. fights, yeah. All right, moving on. Moving on to Amber and Barnett. Oh, Jesus. Amber annoys the shit out of me. Amber is a problem. She's the biggest problem. She's kind of pretty. And she's with Barnett, the guy old lady wants to be with. Right. Amber goes to Barnett's house where she finds that he has almost exclusively brown sheets. Is that the same house? No, that was Mark's house. Okay, Mark has brown sheets. Mm-hmm. Back to Barnett. Barnett didn't make his bed. Gross. How do you leave for a show and not your bed is not made? Come on, Barnett. With your fucking, with your half beard. Mm-hmm. With your where's half of it beard. <laughs> Patch Adams. Uh, Amber. I guess this didn't come up in the pods in the last five episodes, nope. but she talks about what a terrible financial situation she's in. Now, Barnett, <laughs> he, he is financially stable Yeah, and has a good JLB. Uh-huh, but Amber, not same age. No, she doesn't even have a real place to live. No. And she has a credit card dedicated to makeup. Only, and that's the only credit card that she has. And then we're going to go back to why this is Black Mirror. Because now they're engaged. Imagine you met someone, didn't see their face. Because of a contract you got with Netflix, you have to get engaged. And then afterwards, when you see her for the first time, maybe the third time you guys hang out, you're like, come to my house and tell me... That you're in debt, and now I have to inherit that for the rest of my life. But, like, how doesn't that come up in, like, the Dude, I love in, you process? No, you're in the uh, the honeymoon stage of your shit. Yeah, but I would still wonder. You're on television. You're on Netflix trying to broadcast the best possible version of you. You don't want to get embarrassed in front of the country. You don't want to get embarrassed in front of a stranger who you haven't even seen, who you have to be engaged to in 30 days or whatever the fuck, whatever Uh the time period was. Uh The last thing you're going to talk about 
is how you owe tens of thousands of dollars. All the thousands of dollars. You know who did know? And I have no doubt in my mind, the producers of this show. Absolutely. When they're like, I can't wait until episode six, when these people's lives get slowly ruined for my entertainment. (laughs) Who pitched this show? She says, no, I think I'm getting people mixed up. I think I'm getting people mixed up. She's the one who said the most millennial thing I've ever heard in my life, where she says, I I work work to live. I don't live to work. Yes. That's what we call a red flag. Yes. Because guess what? (laughs) That's such a cool thing to say if you have a trust fund. Yeah. 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 Or if you've won the lottery at some point or if your uh, parents are rich. Definitely say things like, yeah, I only work when I feel like working, but I mostly just live. When he said to her, how many days a week do you work? And she goes, however many I want. Yeah. Bye bye. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we, got, we got the gist. They're stupid. Who's next? Oh, you're blowing through this. Zoya has something to do. You know when Zoya had all the time in the world when she was watching every other episode of this show? Hey. And then we go to Lauren and Cameron, who are the most normal, but still, uh-uh. Cameron lives in what I would consider a giant frat house. Right? Yeah. Um, also, Cameron seems like a normal, nice guy, except for the fact that he raps bad. No, Cameron doesn't <laughs> live in the frat house. Does he? No, Cameron... Cameron and Lauren? No, Cameron has his own home. No, 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 but it looks like a frat house. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. It was mentioned Yes. in season one, episode six. Yeah, she said this looks like a frat house. house. looks like yeah. a frat house. Okay. okay. They both seem to want kids as soon as possible. Keep in mind, they were strangers 28 days ago. <laughs> I think if anyone's going to make it, it's going to be them. You do? Yes. I have my own conclusions. Okay. Um... Uh, so then they all go to this birthday party. Looks like a birthday party where they pretend to be friends. That's when everybody's hanging on everybody. Mm-hmm. Then we go to Damien and Gia. Train. Damien and Gia wreck. are my second least favorite yes. couple. Damien might be a robot. Yep. And Gia is a little baby. <laughs> Spoiled. Yeah. She is like she was. She was birthed at a music festival. <laughs> and she grew up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gia South by Southwest last night. <laughs> Co- Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she has childlike vibes. <laughs> she looks like a, a bootleg Kate Upton. Like somebody yeah. tried to clone Kate Upton. And the guy looks like a serial killer. Yes. She, when asked when she brought why she brought so many outfits to Damien's house, she says, "I dress how I feel," which is something a, a little kid says. <laughs> yeah, but when your kid dresses themselves for the first time and starts calling themselves Frankenstein, like that one movie with Eric Sandler. She also, uh, while her and Damien are looking up at the heavens at night with a telescope says, Hey, you know, when people name stars after people, I want that. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to pipe in and say, you know, when people name stars after people, that's a scam. 
Yeah. That's a that's a call this number and give us seventy eight dollars. Yeah. And we'll say that, yeah, sure, that's your star. I've right. sold that star fifty thousand times today. Yes. I'm making a killing on that star, but sure, we'll call it Pangea or yes. whatever the fuck. How do you how do you market how do you own uh things that oh, you don't. are in the space? You can't shove a flag in a ball of gas that's ten thousand light years away. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but by all means that star's name is Gia and he, he's she's so pretty he was like if you want a star named after you we're gonna name a star we'll pick a star I'm gonna do anything you want me to that'll be your, your star. star cause you're a star I hate it and then I put my conclusion of this episode is that this is Black Mirror yeah, I I said that the other day. I was talking to somebody at work, and I'm like, this totally reminds me of Black Mirror. This is just, at the end of this, I know they already came out with the whole season, and I didn't see the whole season yet. I'm sure you I have, have seen it several times. I have not. But if if they came out with one more episode and it was all it all turned out to be a Black Mirror episode, that would be the best episode of Black Mirror. I think that would be the coolest shit ever. Uh, so now, episode uh, season one, episode... Fuck my shit off. Season one, episode seven. Do you have time to talk about this? Can we do that on next week's episode? Yes, cliffhanger. <laughs> I have a full page of notes for season one, episode seven. Uh, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this show. Uh, Zoya is going to go over some of the uh, Patreon members. If you don't know what Patreon is, man, it's a way to support the show if you want to do that. You can give 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50 dollars a month if you want. There's different tiers. Um, every tier of the Patreon gets access to full video episodes of this show where you could see me and Zoya be cute at each other to our, each other's faces and fight about Zoya's media consumption habits mm-hmm. um also this is the first reality show that i've watched in in years by the yeah way. same my last one was survivor yeah how did that turn who won survivor i don't know ruben stuttered um <laughs> uh also um uh you get access to the discord which is a whole community of people who watch this show who are awesome they funny conversations all day any day and they share things that they're working on, share pictures of pizza and pets, and it's a great place to discover new music, meet like-minded people, and uh, and that's super cool. We pop in there all the time. We get calls, calls, calls from the Discord, as I'm sure you've heard. Um, we have a $10 group. They get a shout-out on the podcast, and it sounds a little... Sounds like, like that. Is. Now, Alice May DeCloth Ram Cleus uh, for Prez. It sounds okay. like you just That's skipped one. forward on yes. a CD in 2001. Yes. Uh, Superfloss, Sergeant Sparty, Sarah McCoy, Katie Taylor, Good Humans Pod, Katie A., Jacob D. Bradford, Mike C. Ross, Bailey and Garrett Kirkendall, Nestor DeLeon III, Robert Johnson, Justine Johnson, Michael Welch, Kendall Marie, Katie B., uh, Micah Espirito, um, like that's exotic as fuck. Yeah. Uh, Gary Parsons, Helen Ford, Jason Kananen, uh, Lauren Daughtery, Valerie York, Dara McGrath, John Robinson, Just Josh, uh, Heather Zink, Danielle De Verona, uh, Kristen Kane, Troy Ark, Chelsea Thomas, Monique Quistorf, 
uh, Keith Erickson, Joe Finney, Sean Stone, Wandering G Bear, Nicholas Anderson, Ger- uh, Grant Levisseur, uh, Kayla Johnson, Emily Borky, Hale State, Magnus Silva, Tatiana Clay, uh, Lillian Carrillo, uh, Katie Lee G, Stink Wrinkles, Jesse Stilwell, <laughs> Devram Kissoon, uh, Lou Drake, Gabrielle Silco, Jess Enright, Katie Farrell, Biff, Tom Iamholt, Hayden Record, uh, Siobhan Fanti, Rab DeVeux, Logan Schneider, Michael Cavagile, Chris Robinson, Lisa Sakura, Delphia Williams, uh, Barrington Lloyd Lovett, Audrey Fiera, <clears throat> Scott Harrington, I fuck like a teenage dolphin. That that's kind of weird. I can't lie. Uh, Hannah McCary, Ed Birch, uh, uh, Emily H, Faith Rebecca Borga, Shane Welsh, uh, GFP, John Frank. Sorry, uh, Felicia Shimberry. Somebody burned John Frank good yesterday oh, dude. in the Discord. Heather. Oh, Heather burned him so good. It was great. I literally cry laughed out loud and scared Mike and I it was <laughs> fucking hilarious. Yeah. Anyway, uh Felicia Shimberry, uh Matthew J. Palka, Milky Beans, Dylan Mc, uh McIntyre, Benjamin Fuchs, Meg von der Linden, and Joseph Dilcox. Thank you so much. All of y'all for your support. Zoe, I don't mean to correct you, but it is Quistorf like Twistorf. Did I say that? Yes. Oh. Um, we'll see you next time on episode 280 of Welcome to Our Podcast, where we talk about season one, episode seven of this goddamn show, Love is Blind. Will I watch another episode after this? I don't know. Will Zoya? Yes. She, almost certainly. Yeah. You guys also, Lee Rayal, uh, his new album, uh, C, is now available, baby boys and girls, at starcoma.bandcamp.com. Get horny for music. You can still download it for free. And that's right. It's for free. I'll yell it if I have to. You can yell it if you want. For free. There (laughs) she is. Uh, also reminding you that uh, it's the last week to buy tickets for my Portland show. As of right now, there's 25 left. So uh, come see me in Portland on March 14th. That'll be awesome. June 18th, I'll be in La Jolla. May, I know we're jumping around, sorry. May 15th and 16th, I'll be in New York City. I'm in L.A. Uh, every night. That's not those nights. So please come hang out. Had a lovely time talking to you today, Zoe, my wife. Um, even though I'm so upset with you for so many different reasons. I'm sorry. I'll wait for you to leave and I'll dance it out. You can just watch Catch Up Until Episode 6. I'm not watching that seven. show by myself or voluntarily Fine. ever Fine, I'm going to start playing it just in the background. You seem very upset. I'm upset now. I'm upset that I upset you and I apologize. Okay. Thank you. I accept your uh, being upset. Thank you. You're very upset. You guys. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Love you guys very much. Hope you had a good time. And uh, I'm excited time. to talk to you next week. Yes. Dude, also, I'm playing with the idea of, as I get other finished videos in that will eventually be on my YouTube channel, I'm playing with the idea of putting them on the Patreon early. 
So yet another perk for Patreon people is they'll be able to see um, some videos before they hit um, the interwebs. Yes. So uh, just a sign of appreciation to tell you how much uh, we love all you guys who have decided to become part of the Patreon family. It helps us out so fucking much. And uh, thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Zoe, always enjoy talking to you. I always enjoy talking to you. And thank you, you Drake McIntosh, for all of your hard work. Drake's a new dad. He, to another baby. He's already got some babies. Which makes his wife a new mom. And I can't pronounce the baby's name. You guys, thanks so much for listening. Love you guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.